I'm AC Brown, and you're listening to Is My Aura On Straight, a podcast designed to help you start living from your core instead of your conditioning. Each week, we'll have deep conversations that will help you create a powerful transformation that shifts your perspective in life, love, and business with topics ranging from spiritual self-development, human design, astrology, metaphysics, and everything in between. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? I am your host, AC Brown. I am your psychic channel and spiritual confidant. And I want to thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? Today, we are talking about mercury and communication. But before we get to that, I want to sincerely apologize to all of you listeners for me taking a two week break that I did not know I was going to take. The energies of the world sometimes really kind of uh, get to me. And during the start of this kind of coming back to the podcast, I was more prepared and had episodes planned, pre-recorded, all of that stuff. And um, I, the world just got a hold of me. And with everything going on with just, yeah, just lives and things it just sometimes when things don't feel aligned or don't feel right I don't feel compelled to show up um spirit kind of sends me a sign to rest and I listen so unfortunately with me listening and resting which I'm supposed to do paired with episodes that I should have been prepared with but you know life happens but anywho here we are and I'm back and probably going forward when I do take breaks I will um do I'm gonna try and put together with uh, my fabulous editor um some like best of stuff or some really um you know, either replays or something. I don't know yet. But anyway, today we're talking about Mercury. And the reason why I wanted to talk about Mercury and communication, because Mercury is extremely important, um, part of your natal chart. Mercury is about your mental process. It's about how you think. Um, It's about how you digest information, Um, just like your Ajna and human design um, and your head center and all of that stuff. But Mercury is all about communication And it also kind of influences the people who you're going to click with or hang out with, like your circle. Um, Not in a, I think Venus does that more, but Mercury is a planet that is close to the sun. And Mercury is essentially, I I like to say, your, your, your inner CNN your inner um, Facebook, wherever you get your news from, the shade room, wherever you get your news from, that's what Mercury is for you. It's the planet that is all about being how you think, how you digest information, how you express your thoughts, how you get focused, how you work, all of that stuff. And so 
Hopefully you have your natal chart in, or an app or something where you can look to your Mercury, but I'm just going to go through Mercury in the signs and i.e. houses, what that sign, what house it kind of represents. And so just so you can have an idea of how you think, um, how you process information, I think this is important for all of us just because many times when we look at synastry for relationships or synastry in um, business partnerships or friendships, everyone looks to the big three, of course, which I'm going to be talking a lot about. Those three really matter, your sun, moon, rising. And then there's other components that really kind of help you all the little intricate parts of yourself because we always go to the sun sign oh what's their sun sign I don't I don't really sometimes I don't even want to know your sun sign like let me see your chart (laughs) no um I you know when I'm looking at someone's chart I want to see how they communicate mercury you know, Venus, what, how they feel about, you know, love and money and Jupiter, how do they expand with their mind, with their being? Um, I, I'm, well, I'm looking at everything, but, and I'm looking at your rising sign, of course, your moon, what's your North node in? I want to know your Neptune, like, I want to know all these things, but Mercury is something that I definitely look at because I want to see how you communicate. And I think when we talk about relationships and partnerships, both platonic and and romantic, I think your moon sign and your Mercury sign really help to understand like the thoughts behind your feelings, which is your moon sign, and then how those thoughts actually get um, out of your mind, which is your Mercury. So we're just going to jump into this and get started. So Mercury and Aries are in the first house. So of course, the first independent thinkers, very opinionated very unpopular opinions um very i want to be first i want to tell the world first i'm not going to say that mercury and aries people i'm not saying that they can't keep a secret but they're more likely to tell your business (laughs) than than others because they want to let people know about something some people might say that a mercury and aries people brag a little bit are very egotistical they love proving people wrong for sure for sure and they give you or they process information in very small chunks they're not gonna run on and on and be analytical it's gonna be really bite-sized kind of like a b c d e f g kind of thing um, and cause it's always going to be about like excitement in them. They're going to be someone who communicates in or talks about something in a very exciting manner. They are going to be very like, I'm going to say they're going to speak without thinking. A, a Mercury and Aries person is going to tell you what's on their mind for sure. They also are some people are going to think like, what's in this for me? because remember they're you know they want to be the first at something so what's in this for me very interesting human beings it's you get a lot of energy in their thought patterns with a mercury and aries person mercury in taurus or the second house they're going to be the most common sense person that you'll ever find they're going to really need some security behind their thoughts they are someone who is going to be like I need a proof that something's going to work before I talk about it 
when they have ideas, when they have creative ideas, it's going to be something that they've experimented first. It's going to be something that they have visually kind of thought about. It's going to be someone who is very into talking about thoughts. They are going to ask you what you think. It's almost sometimes going to seem very cold. A Mercury and Taurus person does not, I'm not saying that they don't care about your feelings, but they are very clear in their um, communication. They have a clear plan to like, okay, what are we doing? What do we need to do? They're going to be someone who's going to be very to-do list, very into systems and planning. They are going to be someone who is going to like, a Mercury and Taurus person is going to have an itinerary for a trip or for a meeting. They really want everyone to know what's happening. And so they are really good for, like I said, planning. And they're not going to come at you with a bunch of feelings first. They're going to come at you with facts, something that they've researched, something that they have investigated in, something that they have planted seeds in. And that's how it is for Mercury and Taurus or second house. Then you have Mercury in Gemini or third house. And this is a very quick talker. <laughs> and I and I, I don't have Mercury in Gemini, but it is in my third house. Gets bored extremely easily. The Mercury in a Gemini or in the third house is always asking a lot of questions, always wanting to know why, always wanting to be someone who uh, needs to get more information. A lot of very imaginative storytellers very animated speakers using their hands. Mercury and Gemini people or in the third house are really great at having small talk or starting conversations. They can have, and I remember in my sales career, I mean, I don't have Mercury and Gemini, but it's in my third house. I'm very good with having small talk. When I would um, do sales and when I would be meeting people and having meetings and all that stuff, I would very good at small talk, um, very clever, very creative uses of language, very witty. I would say that a Mercury in Gemini or third house, great teachers, great at like telling people about information, same bullet point kind of people. They that I think that's where I get all my analogies because um, because of the third house, uh, because that's what Mercury and Gemini or in the third house is about, is about kind of turning things into phrases or stories or making people understand connecting things together. So that's Mercury in the third house. Then you have Mercury in Cancer or in the fourth house. And this is really interesting because feelings lead them in their thoughts. They want to know about what people are feeling. They want to know people's desires. They want to why know why people are motivated. They want to know about things that are emotion-based. They are someone who you can't say to them, don't take this personal they take a lot of things personal when you say stuff to them. They can be a little bit sensitive. 
when you talk to them, they also, I would say they are people who absolutely find community and conversation. So they're ones who want to talk around the bonfire and connect with people or, you know, do something with friends and all of that stuff. They really love to connect or, you know, cancer is always considered the mom, but it's about them Mercury and cancer people or in the fourth house, they're people who always have like lifelong friends um, who they are really comfortable with talking to or having in their circle. They really don't like to have communicational change. So if you communicate with a Mercury and cancer person one way, they get kind of anxious and upset when it changes. They like that kind of safety in that Um, because it's all about their emotions, all about intuition. They feel safe speaking to people, processing information in comfortable spaces. So for instance, if you and your Mercury and Cancer friend always talk about your problems over the phone, and then one day you start sending them text messages about it, they're going to be kind of like taken aback, like, whoa, this doesn't work with me. They're like, um, can you just call me and pick up the phone kind of thing? Cause that's what they're used to. So they're all about like having support, communicating in ways that make them feel safe, comfortable. They do take things personally and they are really feelings based and they want to know about the feelings. They don't really care about facts. And then you have Mercury and Leo or in the fifth house and you know Leo so I don't want to say that they're the loud people but they want attention so when you speak to them or when they speak to you they want to give you or they want your undivided attention they don't want you multitasking they want you to focus on them and tell them the story I knew somebody who had a Mercury and Leo they get very frustrated if like you're having a conversation with them and then you look at your phone or you answer your phone or something it's just and it's, it's too much for me but <laughs> it's too much for me but they do um always have a tendency to kind of bring things back to them and bring the conversation back to them. Of course, you know, they like to be in the spotlight. Um, They like an audience. So they're going to tell a story around a bunch of people. They need a stage. They love that. Sometimes I would say that there have been things that I have read or situations of people who I have, who have Mercury and Leo who some people like say, oh, they just love drama. They love stirring up drama, especially when it comes to communication. I don't necessarily think that. I think that they like talking out um, the ins and outs in all kind of everyone's angle when you're talking about something, if that makes sense. But they do get excited when they talk, but they are going to be someone who is going to give you personal examples. Remember, some of the conversations will lead to them. Um, or tell stories through the eyes of their lens. So that's, you know, Mercury and Leo. Then you have Mercury in Virgo or the sixth house. And this is, if you think about a Virgo anyway, think about someone having to think or be really technical. They're going to be, you know, the root of, they want to get down to the root. They want to, they're very linear, very systematic. They're the ones who who are the, you know, grammar assassins online saying it's your, not your, that kind of thing. That's who they're, they, they are. Nothing wrong with that, but it's about efficiency for them. 
And it's about them being super focused and paying attention to the tiniest detail. So I would say a Mercury and Virgo person is probably going to catch you in a lie before anyone else because they think about things in systems, in data, in facts, in that one, two, three, those tiny details, simplified stuff to where they're going to really, they're going to ask you, so where were you at again at 4.30? (laughs) And see if the answer is (laughs) correct kind of person. No shade to Mercury and Virgo people, but you know, that's how y'all are. I've dealt with Mercury and Virgo people. Nothing wrong with that at all. Then you have Mercury in Libra or the seventh house. And of course, this is going to be someone who is very diplomatic, who doesn't want to deal with conflict, who's all about balance. To some people, they can seem very flaky and or indecisive, but I don't think that it's that. I think that they don't give their self a chance to weigh out their thoughts, the pros and cons of things. So it seems like they are procrastinating. It seems like they are being flaky, overbooked, all of that stuff. Or I don't even say overbooked. I would say like, you know, that booked and busy kind of, it's not really that with um, Mercury in Libra. They are just a little indecisive about what they're doing um, because other people's ideas, opinions can influence them pretty heavily, especially when they don't know what the right decision could mean because they're all about balance. So they need to really talk things out with multiple people to have an understanding of why they're doing something or how they're going to do it or, you know, which way they're going to go that kind of thing with Mercury and Libra people. Mercury and Scorpio people are in the eighth house. They are extremely passionate and impactful when they are having communications with people. They are someone who really wants to talk about deep ideas, deep thoughts, They want to really be immersed in someone's energy, really be immersed in someone's aura. They want to really like get to know you and really get to like the core of you. And, you know, of course, they're going to talk about the hidden stuff, the the deep things that, you know, you're not talking about. They're going to talk about dark things. Um, Very intuitive people, Mercury in Scorpio people, they want to really get down to the nitty gritty because they want to they want to kind of jump into your mind and see what's left there and see what they need to discover about you. A Mercury in Scorpio person is going to want to discover you not in a in an investigative kind of journalist way, but more. in I want to know your soul like this is the surface, but I want to know your soul. So tell me about that, which is I think it's kind of cool. Because they they are people who really want to get to know and communicate with you on a level that no one else really does. That surface stuff or that um, kind of, you know, stuff that you, you know, put on for your friends and for other people. They want to really know your, who you are. And so I do like that about Mercury and Scorpio people. Then you have Mercury and Sagittarius or in the ninth house. Now, I hate that they call Sagittarius Sagittarius, but I understand. <laughs> but a Mercury in Sagittarius or ninth house person, they're the ones who are like, they like to walk and talk. So they're the person in the office who's on the phone walking and pacing at their desk 
or when they're telling you a story, they get up and they walk because they have a hard time sitting still and they have a hard time concentrating on one thought. So it's almost like they have to be doing multiple things at a time to get their thoughts out, to get their words out and to really kind of just focus on stay the course of the thought they are really good motivational speakers i would say mercury and sagittarius people because you know they're always talking about just personal development they're talking about learning and new ideas and they they're like multi-passionate kind of people so they always have stories to tell they always have you know these grandiose kind of you can do this, you can be this, you know, it's always going to be that for them, which is, of course, nothing bad. It's just, it's a really great thing because they're always about the big idea or the next big thing or the vision or doing things on your own terms or in your own way or living your life, you know, based off of what you're trying to do. Then you have Mercury and Capricorn or the 10th house and Mercury and Capricorn people. mm -mm -mm. So... (laughs) They are going to always, in my opinion, carry themselves, especially communication wise and the way they talk. That's how sometimes I can know either if they're sun in Capricorn or, of course, a Mercury in Capricorn by how they speak, because they always speak with authority and leadership. It is a very powerful thought process that they have, not saying that they're better than, but Mercury and Capricorn people have a very ambitious kind of dynamic about them. Um, As you all know, you know, in any placement of Mercury, it's going to be very systematic and very ambitious, very leadership, following the rules to get where you want to go, taking responsibility, that kind of thing, you know, always, you know, staying focused, being in the zone, not having room for fun and play. It's like, no, We're here to get to a goal and this is how we do it. So when you have conversations with them or communicate with them, it's always going to be about what's the next step? What's the plan? They're going to be a planner in actionable steps. That's how they comprehend stuff. That's how they process information. So if you ever are in relationship, whether platonic or romantic with a Mercury in Capricorn person, Make sure when you're coming to them about an issue or a situation, it is in a what's the goal? That's always going to be what they come back to. What's the goal here? What are we doing here? Um, Which I think is great. Sometimes that can be annoying, especially if you don't have a plan. Then you have Mercury in Aquarius or the 11th house. And Mercury in Aquarius is someone who loves to communicate in a way that's beneficial for everyone. Um, They could be, you know, the leader of an organization or, you know, in a, a small town. They are extremely witty, super friendly, super, I'm not, I'm not saying social, but social in their communication, like, Various people can have conversations with just about anybody, just about anyone. They are super open-minded, 
very out of the box kind of thinkers, very off the cuff kind of thinkers. They, I'm not going to say that they're not a team player, but they have to collaborate with the right people in order to get their ideas across. Of course, love technology, love, you know, communicating through technology, especially for me, I'm on a Mercury and Aquarius. So, you know, when the voice note came about, I was like, oh my God, this is God sent who created this. And I, you know, I just send voice notes to everyone. So that's part of technology. And that really helps. Mercury and Aquarius people are emotional, but also very um, objective thinkers. So when the emotion kind of comes in, Mercury and Aquarius people know how to kind of step back and evaluate things from several different angles, I would say. And definitely need people in their life who they can get really great feedback from. If they don't have that, it sometimes challenges them when thinking about stuff or ideas. And lastly, you have Mercury in Pisces or in the 12th house. And Mercury in Pisces, I think, gets a bad rap because automatically people say, oh, the dreamer and they're out of, out in the world and they're abstract thinking and all of these terms of, you know, they're dreamy and, you know, all of that stuff. And, you know, they're just, you know, flying, through, you know, just it's a blur for them. And I don't feel that way for Mercury and Pisces or the 12th house. I think that what happens is that the thoughts kind of consume Mercury in Pisces people and they lose track of reality of what's happening. So it's not that they are super out there in the world and having this kind of, you know, airy fairy experience in their thoughts. They're thinking about feelings. They're thinking about emotions. They're thinking about logic, all of that stuff at the same time. And so they're also riding some emotional waves there as well. And so they have to process information, in my opinion, in different ways. If you ever have like a task to do, d definitely do it to music or through some type of visual thing. If you're watching, not even watching the movie, but maybe having a movie playing in the background or something to like kind of keep you in this space. You, you need to create a vibe for you to to learn and process information and to have conversations. I do notice that Mercury and Aquarius people, they're someone who like you can take to a really nice coffee shop and have an amazing conversation with them. Or if they, you know, go to their favorite park and have a night, it's about the ambiance and the art and the visuals and the beauty and the serene, or I would say nature setting, something that keeps them grounded, all of that stuff so they can have those conversations and thoughts. So those are the 12 signs um, in Mercury and how they communicate. And like I said, the reason, well, there's several reasons why I wanted to have this um, conversation and talk about it is because communication is super important. And I'm always talking about communication through human design and through astrology and other things and coming up, I have something really amazing in store. Um, with a few episodes about communication, but not yet. That's going to be for 
uh, at least another you'll you'll hear about that in another maybe six or seven episodes however I wanted to just start putting that pin there so you all can just look and see how you communicate with other people based off of your mercury sign and of course you want to look at the sign or the in the house that it's in um, because that helps as well but you know these are tools um, as I always say but these tools really help you there's been a lot of um and I'll just, you know, since I'm, since I'm here, <laughs> since I'm here, uh, there's been a lot of, not just in the human design community, but in the spirituality space about people feeling, um, you know, you are not this, you are not your sign. You are not your human design about identifying with these tools. And I want to say that it's not horrible to identify with them because I know what it's like personally to feel lost, to feel like you don't know where you're going, to feel like your world is falling apart and you have nothing to hold on to. And when you start learning about yourself and discovering these things about you, it does comfort you. It does bring you a sense of safety and security in who you are, especially if you grew up where you were told something that you are and you had identified with that for so long and it no longer serves you or, you know, you were forced to be somebody that you are. All of these things or you just never knew who you were for various reasons. So when we find human design, when we find numerology, when we find astrology at whatever point you do or even the Enneagram, you have something to hold on to. And I don't think it's necessarily bad or horrible for you to identify with these but don't completely give your power to them use them as what they are they are tools they are actual factual tools you know I'm always saying actual fact they're actual factual tools that help you grow that help you define yourself to help you kind of find yourself that also you know help you complete your soul's mission you know I'm always talking about You came here to do a job. It's your responsibility to complete the mission. And these are the tools that were given to us through whatever medium they were to help us complete the mission. And so we can't ignore them, um, but we don't have to give our power to them. However, if it's helping you understand yourself a little bit more than you used to it's okay to take them by the hand and walk with them you don't have to try and be them and you know all of that stuff but you know there is a lot of self-identification in these systems like oh I'm a you know projector I'm this I'm that and yes I am those things but they are part of me but also what they have helped me do and I'm sure they've helped you all as well to really understand yourself a little bit more and to really understand where you are going and how you should be, especially for human design for me, it helped me not being thirsty. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I, you know, I had a, a small scent, stent in being thirsty. That is what I am not. Um, you know, human design helped me do that in other things, therapy and all, you know, all of that other stuff, but how I think, you know, how I act and these things helps me, these tools help me how I process information. And so when you're communicating with other people who also understand it, it is a part of you. It is not you, but it is a part of you. And so if you want to 
you know, if this is what you're holding on to, you know, I'd rather you hold on to this than, you know, drinking or crack or something like that, doing drugs. You know, if, if it's astrology, well, then eat it up. If it's human design, then eat it up. Um, don't get addicted to it. But if it's helping you to see yourself in a better way, in a different light, then do that. So I just wanted to say that piece because there's just been a lot of talk and things. And I'm... I'm going to say this. Sometimes I feel that people who are capitalizing in certain arenas like spirituality and business and when other people start making it their own and start tweaking it for themselves, the people who capitalize off of it, they move the goalpost and then they want to change it. They want to change the system and they want to, you know, to say, oh, well, you can't do it this way um, anymore because that's not the right way. Um, you have to do it this way or it's correct. And I quite frankly think that's BS. And as someone who is in a in in a system that is was not built for me, I understand what that looks like when people change the goalposts, when you start doing things and creating your own lanes and start, you know, doing things the way that you want to. So off my, you know, soapbox, I'll just say that if you if these systems are helping you and they're you're using them as they are tools, then use them as tools. If right now you're identifying with them strongly, then that's what where you are right now in your life. Like don't worry about other people. You will grow out of that. You will learn from that. Don't trip about that because it's helping you in some way. Like I said, I'd rather you, you know, be up on astrology and human design than on crack. So, you know, <laughs> that if, if you checking your horoscope and your transits and, you know, researching gates and all of that stuff is, and, you know, figuring out your aura type more than you doing something else that is negatively impacting your life, then move towards the positive. So that's all I have to say about that. Lots of great episodes coming up. Lots of great interviews coming up. Woo. Ooh, got some, I'm putting some really manifestation magic out in the universe to get some of these interviews that are definitely, I know that they're going to happen. It's just a matter of time when, and I also want to say this too, because I'm moving into a space with the, with the podcast where we're turning it up a notch. If you are a brand or a small business owner who has a product or something and you want to sponsor an episode or sponsor part of the show, please send me an email at hello at acbrown.com. Put in the subject line sponsorships or if you work with the brand or if you work with someone who would love to sponsor, let's have that conversation and let's talk about it. So that's all. But Make sure you all have an amazing day filled with good vibes, great energy. Be back next week with some other great information. So bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? This podcast was produced by Callie Green and edited by Adam Ross. If you loved this episode, please make sure you subscribe and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Until next time, bye-bye.